Welcome back, everybody. It's time again for time again to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County, powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. With our guest this week, who had no idea she was going to be really live on anything here. She thought this was just some recording that might come out in five years or something here. <laughs> Thanks to our host, who didn't tell her all about this, John Gutierrez. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our community podcast show, uh, where our community is your community, powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, John Gutierrez, Senior Vice President at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We're very excited to have a special guest today. Our special guest is Deidre Pujols, who is the founder of Open Gate International and the Strikeout Slavery uh, also owner of Cocina Dominicana, mother of five incredible people, and winner of our Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, the Hispanic Leadership Award. Welcome, Deidre Pujols. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited we're live. Yes, and I'm so sorry that I thought every podcast show people knew it was live. Oh, you know? no. It's okay. I like it. So the yes. people can join us. And so no pressure, right? No pressure. No pressure. So... We'll we'll t- we'll get into all the stuff you're doing in the community because there's so much you're doing and and uh, we we really appreciate all you're doing. But we want to learn first always of our guests, you know who they are, you know where they grew up, what are some your family hobbies. We want people to know the real you. Mm-hmm. Tell us about you. Well, I grew up in Kansas City, okay. um, and it was really fun to meet your organization um, here in, in OC because. Um, I grew up with a grandfather who was a minority business owner in Kansas City. Okay. He had a lithography business um, back in the 80s and 90s. And um, he was also a part and a member of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. So I already was like connected in some unique way there to the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce family. But um, yeah, I mean, I grew up in Kansas City, um, pretty, you know, traditional upbringing and um, was into sports as a kid and all that. And I have a pretty powerful testimony that I typically will share, but um, we're going to keep it light and happy. And <laughs> uh, But yeah, okay. I mean, I grew up in Kansas City. What kind of sports did you play? Well, I was re- in soccer for years and years okay. and basketball, uh, volleyball, okay. softball. When I was growing up, um, Atari was like the first thing to keep me busy yes. on. Yes. That was our electronics back in the day yes. and then yes. Nintendo. But uh, kids went out and played. So that's we were yeah. out playing on sports. On the streets, through, right? Yeah. Yes. And then... Um, yeah, I mean, when I was um, when I was twenty one, I met Albert, and um, he was still doing baseball back then. And then, so shortly after, um, I had a daughter at the time. I just had a daughter, and we moved to St. Louis, where he started with the Cardinals. And so I, my from twenty like twenty two on, you know, I was in St. Louis until we came here. What's St. Louis like for many of us? I've never been there. What's St. Louis like? Well, it's I mean, it's a midwestern state. Very very good place to raise your family okay um really to this day they are the best fans in baseball really yeah and very committed and you know it's like homegrown where sometimes you go to cities and they're like people from all over the world that live in that place but yeah i mean it's it's a good town and um it's been a full circle because he's back there now right yeah he's back there now um, finishing what will probably be his last year and so that was a pretty cool storybook ending i guess yeah that's great yeah i mean 
I don't know. So I, you I, have I, your daughter, and then of course you're with Albert. Uh-huh. What is it like to like live that life of you know baseball and mm-hmm. traveling, and obviously being a mother raising yeah. your children? What's that like? Well, um, I mean, it's been interesting. I have only one younger brother, so I was surprised I ended up with so many kids. But um, it just was what happened with us, you know, and it was, and it was right and. But being in St. Louis, you know, you're really supported. My older daughter was born with Down syndrome. She's 24 now. Um, but St. Louis was, um, from the time we got there to, like, even now, in our organization that's there, Pujols Family Foundation, um, the community is so supportive of people with disabilities and stuff. So it was a great place to be with, great. to have a child with disabilities. You know, and then we had our son, AJ, who got to experience a ton of Albert's success when he was really, like... AJ is a great golf player. Oh, yeah, way. he is. Shout out to AJ yeah. if he's listening, right? Yeah. I, I've seen him hit that ball, man. AJ plays golf for Vanguard College right now, and he's so good. And yes. um, so he didn't take up baseball. He took up golf. Yes. Um, I have Sophia. She's 16. She's a gymnast. Um, I and, saw that. Yeah, That's right. We're hoping she... That's a hard sport, gymnastics. Oh, no, it's like the hardest sport. Yes. And it's taken a toll, you know, um, on, on you physically because it's so demanding, but... She's doing awesome and hoping to send her off to college in a couple of years. Nice. But then we have Ezra, who's 12. He's my basketball guy. And oh, Esther, okay. who's nine. And she's she is like Queen Esther, and she runs the place. So <laughs> those are the incredible There's always in one life. like that, right? That just yeah. run the house. My dad calls them my payback kids. <laughs> <laughs> Your payback kids. But, well, that's being a mother of five, that's a lot of work. I mean, what's that like for you as as a mom? What do you strive for? For mothers out there listening, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work. I know I have two boys with my wife and it's, it's. I mean, two is a lot. Five is, wow. Well, first, let me give a shout out to my nanny who's been committed to our family. Shout for, out to the nanny yeah, and all the nannies Patrice. out there. Patrice. Yes. Uh, Patrice has been committed to our family for our whole journey pretty much of baseball. And, that's um, great. And that's been a huge support. And then, of course, I have a very supportive family, so they were there to help us because there's obviously a lot of traveling. Albert was gone yes. uh, more than he was home, so that left me in charge, and so I'm kind of commander-in-chief. And then yes. he comes home, and we fit him in, and, you know, that whole thing. But the the five-kid thing, my kids are spread out, so I have 24 to 9. Yes. And um, you must I've been able to so navigate. You must deal different personalities, right, because the ages, are. right? They're all different. They're all different, but... Yes. But it's cool to watch everybody on their own journey and kind of find their purpose, why they were why they were sent here and why they were given to me and how I'm supposed to steward them as a mom and, and all that. But honestly, you know, what's been the coolest part of, of the journey is that when I started out, you know, I had my, my daughter alone, my oldest daughter. And so I was a single mom for a while. You know, I was yes. having to really get my feet on the ground with no education and no... Uh, support. I was on government assistance, you know, and um, really just trying to do my journey and trusting God. You know, I really grounded in my faith during that time I was pregnant with her because, you know, I just felt like it was such a big situation I was going to have to navigate through. So when I now this far out in my life, when I meet young single moms or uh, moms who are divorced and have multiple kids, like I'm really able to kind of just connect in a unique way yes. to to know what their journey feels you know what like. It's like right? Yeah, and yeah. so you know, there, I was born to two teenage parents, so my my journey in the beginning was challenging as well. Even when I had no control of all that, obviously as a exactly. baby, but there's a lot from my history that I can use now as kind of this um, encourager in my space. You know, when somebody comes to me with a situation, I've gone through a lot of it. So that's what's been cool about it. I got to tell you, when you came to our Hispanic um, Heritage Month awards that we had, and Mm -hmm. of course we gave you and your husband and the foundations this award, 
And I heard your story that day. I was moved. Mm -hmm. I was sitting there with my wife, and I'm like, wow, I get it. He's Albert Pujols. He's the famous baseball player, Mm -hmm. the Hall of Famer. But when I heard you speak that day, I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. Like, your journey Mm -hmm. has been tough. Yeah. And so for you now to be doing the same, I, I see what you're doing in the community. Share with people in the community, of course, about the foundations sure. and what you're doing because you're doing some amazing work. Well, I really feel that everybody, for me, my foundation is my faith and, and then learning from that. My wisdom, you know, I want it to be a strong spiritual wisdom, like a biblical foundation for me, how I live my life and how I treat people. And it doesn't mean you get it perfect and right because we're human but um but i think what what we've been able to do with the organizations is obviously we have pools family foundation which supports people with down syndrome and then we also do work in the dominican republic where albert's from so we've been doing that since 2005 but naturally i feel like my purpose and my mission is really a philanthropic it's a humanitarian it's a winning people's souls back to a healthy and wholesome place um, then rather than just watch people kind of blow with the wind. And I always try to teach people, you know, you better know what you stand for. Or you're going to fall for anything. That is like my mission to, to draft people into like you have a purpose, you know, making them believe. A lot of that comes from just things I either put myself through or things I went through. But Open Gate International um, really came out of that uh, that same spirit, which is I was starting to travel around in 2016 and, you know, some people have heard this story already, but traveling around to try to understand the issues of human trafficking at that time, back yes. in 2016. And so I got connected with some really incredible organizations and learned as much as I could until I had to come back and decide what in the world was I going to do with all of the things I'd just seen and heard and learned about um, because I couldn't have just done nothing. And so that's when I started to kind of just sit down with my pencil and paper and go, okay, well, what about me could contribute to this issue to make it better? And there was a couple of platforms. One, I created Open Gate International out of a passion for culinary arts and mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And so we had the we started the culinary school. We we had the intention of creating it for survivors of human trafficking. Yes. But networking in OC, we found out quickly that there were a lot of organizations that needed help with job reintegration and um, the workforce in general, just proper training and getting people jobs from the homeless population, foster care youth, trafficked wow. victims, you know, so you veterans. people from all different lives, all, all different, yeah, all different organizations and things we started networking with and we said, well, wow, there's a lot of people here who need the same type of help. So we opened our doors in January 2017. We've um, went through, you know, taught to hundreds of um, people throughout our county and community and were able to put a lot of people in jobs. Um, COVID, obviously, as everybody else, yes. kind of, you know, threw a little dart at us a bit, but we were able to navigate. And so just, you know, long story short, we're currently in um, the Orange County Juvenile Hall working with young men who are um, either working their journey out of incarceration to get back into community or some who are serving a little bit longer times, um, just really helping them stay encouraged and and trained and, and, and keep their spirits up, I guess, if you will. But all of these young men have an opportunity to reintegrate into our community. So the best thing that we can contribute is to help train them and give them an opportunity to get back into community with work. And so we created Cocina Dominicana with the full circle idea that we, we would hire them or we'll help network them into the food industry if that's what they want. 
And so that's that's what happened out of uh, Open Gate International. Which, by the way, you all were at a celebrity golf tournament recently that we mm-hmm. were all at, the mm-hmm. Hispanic 100 Foundation, which are partners with us at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And I got to say, the food, the empanadas, everything you guys had was amazing, delicious. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, it was so so nice to see these young men mm-hmm. that were there. Uh, when they, The pictures they were taking mm-hmm. with you with the celebrities, what what was the feedback you got from them? What was the reaction from these young men? Well, that was that kind of experience is the this is the whole reason. Like, I want to bring them into our space. You know, I want them to experience. Um, never, none of them had ever been on a golf course before. You know, none of them knew anything about, about that golf, about yeah. golf etiquette or or yes. anything like that. None of them have been around those kind of celebrities before, and so that those kind of opportunities are ones that I know can hopefully broaden their minds a little bit than to think that their four corners of their block are their only neighborhood and so um that was an awesome experience for them and there were actually some really cool relationships that were started because of that matter of fact the other day i posted on my instagram that one one of the young men he wasn't happy he didn't happen to be there that day but because i met somebody at that golf tournament who owns business um i was able to network and put one of our young fellas into a really cool job and so you know it's just that kind of thing like being a networker and and getting people out in the community. So that- building that bridge, mm-hmm. right? Building that bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, when I went over there to get some food, they were so nice. Yeah. They're like, here, take some of this, try this. Yeah. Oh, this also is yeah. really good, you know? <laughs> you should try this one. And, and of course, you know, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to give them a tip or not, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, is it okay? And you're like, well, I never thought about putting a tip jar. And I'm like, you know, to some, it doesn't matter, but to some of these young guys, it might be like yeah. it might motivate them, right? To be yeah. like, this is kind of cool, right? Yeah. But they're very, very respectful, yeah. good young men. And it's, it, it was dear to my heart because I grew up in Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. I grew up around friends like that that unfortunately made some of the bad mm-hmm. decisions, Mistakes. right? Mm-hmm. And it's so nice to see that you're giving these young men a second chance mm-hmm. and hopefully uh, better skills, right? Yeah. So when, when people come to your, your school, the foundation, um, how long is the course? How does that work? So we, we originally had built a 12-week course. It was like um, 12 hours a, a week. Okay. Um, and then we would try to equip them um, with all the skills that they would need to enter in like a basic position in a kitchen. Uh, the reason we didn't do it longer is because most of the people who were coming to our program, like had, either they had a side job or they needed to hurry up and get I in yeah. and employed so they could get paychecks. So yeah. we didn't want to keep them in like a year long program or something because yeah. they don't have that kind of resources and they don't have that time. Exactly. And it was a costly program and it was free for them. So we we had to navigate wow. what, with the resources that we had, but it was it was quite successful. We made really good relationships. And matter of fact, um, after COVID, there were, I mean, our phone was blowing up because people wanted to know if we had um, any anybody who was looking for work because yes. they knew that they could find like quality people in our That's right. Right. Because a lot of the restaurants were needing people like mm-hmm. that after the pandemic. But what's cool is like now that we went into the to the juvenile hall, we're able to still give the young men certificates, you know, an accredited certificate that's um has value to them when they go get a job they can show the the employers that like hey i've gone through this course i've learned some basic skills in kitchen and just be able to use it as another resource well it's great that you also offer it free to them right Mm -hmm. through your foundation Mm -hmm. because maybe they couldn't afford to go get this done somewhere else right right so the fact that you're offering them that platform Mm -hmm. is is amazing so tell us a little bit about the restaurant that you're opening <laughs> up. I, I know you're still working on all that, but yeah. I know it's at the district in Tustin, yeah. right? 
Um, we have a restaurant, Cocina Dominicana, where most um, several of the the young men I've hired there to work, and we train them. And we started, and we had some complications with one of the. Um, we we have a little bit of an issue with one of the um, um, the fire marshal. You know, <laughs> like they they have, they have to pass an inspection, yeah. uh, so we're fixing that as we speak, literally right now. Um, and so, and hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be up and running. But what was cool about the restaurant is. Um, I knew that I wanted to keep them working. You know, I didn't want them to just not have anything to do during the yes. during the week. And so, for for a short period of time, we were actually uh, making big batches of food to donate to yes. um, the low income families in yes. in Santa Ana. And so, really, in Santa Ana, yeah, so, my hometown, yeah, and wow. and with Bruno from the White House, yes, he Chef donates, Bruno, yeah, he yes, donates I know him food well. every day. So yes. we were working with him and just sending food to them to donate. But it was it was just one of those moments where I was looking at a couple of boys and they were prepping some empanadas and I'm like you, you know we're making food like you're actually contributing and giving back to community now instead yes. of taking from community and so it was one of a really cool moment for me just to go mindset. this is so what it's about you the know taking mindset. somebody but the other thing too is the young men and the young people that we work with is you know helping them to see that they're not what they've done you know there there are somebody with a purpose and with a mission here on earth and. To not be shameful based on behavior, but like to have new belief systems so they'll start to live better. And that's what I feel like is going to happen from the, either if I meet them in, incarcerated or if I meet them on the streets and they work for me. Like my mission is always the same with them. It's to change the belief system. Well, to that point, I remember you sharing a story with me over the phone that um, when I gave the young man, the young men the tip. Oh, yeah. That later they came to you yeah that was so cool if you can share that yeah that, so that was, that was so really john cool. so john came and he's like can i tip these you know everybody and i'm like <laughs> yeah. oh wow okay well yeah sure like i wanted them and to it wasn't see much that. it was only like 40 dollars. yeah but you know? it was a gesture I thought they could buy like a snack in and it out or something a, on the yeah, way home you know <laughs> they they got full at the golf tournament but <laughs> yeah. but what was really sweet is we had the after party yes and the band was playing and everything and when we were all leaving one of the young men said hey i totally forgot about the tip actually and then he's like hey um what i have the 40 dollars," and he pulls it out he's like can we give it to emily for gas money to get home so yes. like he was thinking about one of the young ladies that works for us about she, her she like carpooled them or yeah she brought said? everybody yes. and i was like absolutely like give her the money for gas so you know with gas prices nowadays but yes um it was such a precious gesture that yes. he you know he they could have all split the money up and gone done whatever but um but the fact that he did that said so much about, you know, his character. Yeah, it definitely goes to show where their heart is, right? Mm-hmm. And the blessing they're doing for somebody mm-hmm. else. And um, it's that domino effect, right? right. And I know um, that when you told me that story, I was like, wow, yeah. that's powerful. That's cool. You know, because they are good people. They're, mm-hmm. they're good kids. And it just could be how they were raised around mm-hmm. the environment, right? That whatever reason they ended up where they did yeah. and so 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 what is the future of let's say the the restaurant the foundation what is your goal like for people out there listening um you know if they want to donate support mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what is the future what what, what are some of the goals well uh, i really think that i'm starting open gate international is starting to shift um towards like really helping the reentry population, individuals who are coming out of incarceration, and trying to help them reintegrate into society in a positive way, so that they can contribute and be positive members of our community. Um, and so, I'm learning about that whole system right now, and trying to find the best way, just like I did with human trafficking and that kind of thing. Like really trying to 
to find the best way to navigate um, and help in that space. And so we're, you know, for this year, we're committed to the uh, juveniles in Orange County and in Juvenile Hall and training them um, because they are going to get out. And, you know, they're there's been a couple of people who have kind of like told me about, well, you know, the incarcerated, uh, that whole, that whole population, that whole, um, industry, like doesn't get a lot of support or whatever. And I'm just like, well, we just have to make people understand yes. that these are young people who are, who are going to get out and they are going to reenter into society. And if we want to help try to break cycles that people have been born into, um, oftentimes at, not at their fault, then we have to be, uh, contributing members of especially the ones who have made it up and and have leadership or have some kind of influence in community we are responsible for them it's like a, men- a mentorship it is mentorship and right? it is trying to help them again change their belief systems um, to know something bigger than what they've been born into and so our open gate international's goal is to really just continue to train those young men help them before they get out so they're not stuck trying to figure it out on the outside but the other thing that i really want to address is with the adult population coming out of incarceration and particular the male population because i feel like we're our males are depleting i feel like the that that the models um in some um situations the male model is is just dwindling down you know and then that young men don't have um strong positive male role models to look up to and and we need that they're they're fathers and they're leaders and they're protectors and providers and so um being able to have to 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 give young men an opportunity to learn that. Um, but the thing that's most important to me is to help them get into careers, into jobs. And so... Um, He's giving me the five-minute look already. Okay, that's, that's okay. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's my goal, is to really help just be a support, a supportive member and community who can try to help in the ways that I have access to. Um, this is where we are right now in, in uh, supporting this, this community in particular. So, first and foremost, thank you so much... For all you're doing in the community, I wish we had like a two-hour show. I know this <laughs> has gone by so fast. And I want to end it with, I know you have a love for cars. I love the, oh, the yeah. Porsche you just <laughs> pulled up. and But I also know that you do you know drives for causes. Uh-huh. And um, what is that? Because I, I, I know we're, we're in the middle of talking about doing one for our Cancer Foundation. Sure. And what is that oh, about? Because yeah, that's talk- really cool. We talked about that, Manu. So um, I'm part of the exotic car, you know, just world in general. We all get together. They do rallies. It, sometimes it's for the day. Sometimes it's over the weekends. Um, and you just get your cars out and you ride together and, and do some really cool things. But um, Which is your passion. You enjoy yeah, it, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a hobby. It's yeah. a hobby. But yes. I always like to try to take whatever I'm doing and turn it into a give back opportunity. And yes. so we've done fundraisers. Yes. Most of these car yes. um, these car groups will do like, you know, Christmas giveaways and different things. The toy things. drive. I saw toy that. Toy drives. Right? Yeah. Um, supporting our youth different different types of things but yeah you and i talked about collaborating so we'll, we'll maybe we're turn excited that we got to talk about that but i gotta tell you I, i've seen some of the videos and i've been to a couple of them oh yeah for the toy drives that you all did mm-hmm. and it's it's not only just the cars but i think it's great the people that are driving the cars they're all so nice yeah. very humble mm-hmm. but they're all very successful mm-hmm. entrepreneurs business owners mm-hmm. and that's what i love about it that everybody's just really i know mikey garcia's out there mm-hmm. you know champion in boxing mm-hmm. different people and so um again that is that is so awesome thank you so much for being here i yeah, wish we you. had more time no, that's okay you know that's okay. i i know that uh, it's gone by so fast i just gotta 
uh, make a few closing announcements. Um, definitely, if you want to join our chamber, you can go to our social media at ochcc.org or our Instagram at ochcc. Uh, you can, for people out there, we also have a job board at our chamber, so we're helping people find jobs or businesses post jobs. Yeah. And so we also have that at our Hispanic Chamber of Commerce uh, website. And we do have our, of course, uh, golf tournament coming up on August 31st. Uh, for those of you out there listening. And again, I want to thank our special guest, superstar, community oh leader, <laughs> Deidre Pujols. I know you don't like me saying all those things, but you really are a wonder woman for all you do. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you. Any last words? Oh, just live your best life every day. You're living your dash. Look out for that show yes. coming soon. Live your dash. You live know? your dash. Live your dash and, and, and be full of passion and bless others when you don't feel well. Um, that will really change your spirits too. Thank you for being here at our community podcast show uh, for the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, where our community is your community. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Another great example of why you got to tune in each and every week to meet our community. Right here in Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center. And powered by the powerful Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Tune in and we'll celebrate more. <laughs>